This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sandspans Radio, Australia's only five-thumbed podcast network. Hey everyone, Jackson here. Before we begin today's episode, did you know we're running another art competition over on Twitter and Instagram? We have four physical copies of the Wardlings campaign setting, 2B1, as well as yearly subscriptions to Sanspants Plus, where you can get a heap of uh, bonus D&D campaigns and a bunch more. To enter, what we want is your best art inspired by D&D is for nerds. That's any campaign, any NPC, any character, even any setting, we don't care. We want you to tag your creation with hashtag D&D. D&D Nerds Art. That's hashtag D&D N-E-R-D-S-A-R-T. And then we'll find them. Or for those that want to avoid social media, you can always email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com. Entries close September 30th, and the winners will be announced October 9th. Also, our most handsomest member, Handsome Tom, went and adapted one of our early campaigns, The Audicus, where I play a griffin-hungry sky maniac, into a novel, which is available to purchase on our merch store on our website, sanspantsradio.com. You can order a physical copy, you can grab the ebook, you can get both in a bundle, it's incredible. Stocks are limited though, so get in before they're sold out. Once again, just head to our merch store on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Enjoy the episode, you d- cowboy. Once, many years ago, when the sun still shone brightly, there lived a brave and cunning adventurer named Sir Jordan Grace. Having just saved the town of Ampwick from the great and terrible necro wizard, he decided to celebrate with his good friends and companions. But, unbeknownst to him, something terrible was awakening deep beneath the earth, and his time in Ampwick was far from over. Welcome to Episode 3 of Fall from Grace, Part 2, The City. Previously, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up, I'm going to go take my break. You can stay here if you want. Be my guest, looks like you've been working hard. If these strangulations, if they are all connected, they've been going on consistently for about a month. Have they been getting worse? No, it seems pretty consistent. Okay, that's One every few days. Maybe where is leaning over you while you write that? <laughs> I'm like, drew it, and he's leaning over, and I'm like, slash goblin charming. <laughs> this library has no real sense of organization to it. It's just books stacked upon books, stacked upon books all over the place. It's an absolute mess. Mm. Navigating through it, though, you see an absolute 
airiest human being you've ever imagined. The smoke begins to form into the figure of a human, and then it begins to take on color and aspects, and then it becomes like a smoky facsimile of presumably uh, Gary. A, a Gary, yeah. A great deal of many rats in the basement. Okay, we can help you with rats. That's. I'd like to turn to the wall and be like, rats, guys. Every single one of these rats has its brain exposed, and the exposed brain is shedding light. So Richard Ware, huffing and puffing, kills the last of these strange rats. Having just slain the strange brain rats and calming the regular rats, Sir Grace, what's going through your mind? So, these rats... It's good to be gesturing with one of the rats. (laughs) These rats have some kind of uh, effect... On those rats, I point to the rats in the cages. Thudu pipes up. What does Emmanuel de Monster say about them? That's a great question. That's a great question. I'd like to put the gradient wrap in my top pocket and pull it out. Gross. (laughs) I just got, I'm going to come back to it later. All right. I pull out my my Emmanuel de Monster. You're not sure whether to look under R for rat, V for vermin. (laughs) B for brains. B for brains. Or uh, D for domination (laughs) monsters that can cast. Oh, Emmanuel, do monster. (laughs) Please make a coherent book. I'll start with R for rats. Under R, you find rat and Mm. then rat, comma, dire. So you... You know a bit about dire rats. You probably fought them. Maybe yeah. even as a squire. Yeah, I would say as a squire, your 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 knight, the knight you squired under, yeah. he would have taken you aside and then shown you in a pen. They have like examples of <laughs> monsters that you commonly fight. And dire rats would have been they would have bred dire rats for training purposes, even. That's so great. Imagine like you get like in a, a fucking like a field, they've got a big slime, and you <laughs> Got your arms crossed as your squire like tries to attack it with his dagger or his sword that just gets sucked in, and you're like, "Try again." These <laughs> these oozes have been neutrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They add like a like flakes into the top that the ooze eats, and it neutralizes yeah. the acid of the ooze. Don't be scared of it. You give it a big slap and wobbles <laughs> like jelly. <laughs> these boys are harmless. <laughs> yeah. So you have a very intimate understanding of diorats. You know these are not related to diorats in any way. Okay. Well, time to go to. Oh, and then rat, comma legendary. <laughs> what the. That's another nice look. I don't you, think you these can are legendary read about rats. Legendary rats, if you want, I'll give. Is it, it? I'll give it a brief skim. In nature, thine <laughs> confined of all types of beast, animal, and other critter, big, small, vermin, and insectoid, otherwise, and also, you will then thine discover that of the each creature. <laughs> There is one creature that is bigger, smarter, and, as some have put it in brackets, legendary. (laughs) That just can't be true. (laughs) A legendary rat is the king of rats. (laughs) Like, you know when you're reading a book, I'll show you the motion where you like... (laughs) When you look up in bafflement. You look up in bafflement into the middle distance, no expression on your face, and then go back. I'll go to V for vermin. Uh, under vermin, you find. <laughs> under vermin, you find sea tiny beasts. 
<laughs> uh, a lot of tiny beasts. But tiny beasts. Ah, a de monster. In T for tiny beasts, it's it are it. There's a question. Do you mean tiny beast or do you mean tiny beasts? How do I answer? <laughs> It's got like a page reference for if you mean. I guess tiny I mean beasts. tiny beasts. All right, that's a good thing to say under my breath. Like, I guess I mean tiny beasts. <laughs> <laughs> flick through to the page for tiny you flick beasts. Flick through to swarms. <laughs> not even tiny beasts. <laughs> swarms or in brackets. <laughs> tiny <Okay. beasts. sighs> um, under there, you find a bunch of different types of swarms. You just go to rats. Yep. So there are two listed here. Swarm of rats, <laughs> for which the entry says, see rats. <laughs> and then you have swarm of cranium rats. Ah, uh, this is sounding right. This so, is sounding like what I'm looking for. The cranium <laughs> ratted are no more clever than thine house or garden rat. <laughs> This fucking book. However, if enough of thine cranium rats cone or come together (laughs) into what is referred to by scholars and learned, knowledgeable elves alike, swarms, they may merge their cleverer minds together to form a single such intelligence or hive mind of accumulated <laughs> memories and simulacra of life of all the swarm's constituents. <laughs> okay. Thine ratteths become smarts as a result. <laughs> And they retaineth heightened intelligence for as long as their swarm-like nature exists. Okay. This swarm may also awaken latent psionic abilities implanted within cranium ratteths by mind flayer creators. Who are whom are their normal masters and owners? Uh. A mind flayeth, or otherwise known as lithiths. may create cranium rats by bombarding regular rat and then it has a page reference for regular rats with psionic energies okay a single low intelligence craniothus rat may use its natural telepathy abilities to communicate hungeth feareth (laughs) <laughs> and other batheth emotions. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to regret this, but I'll try to find Illilith. <laughs> it asks, did you mean Illithids? I possibly. There's a page reference. <laughs> uh, for- How is there a page for Illilith? <laughs> this is this 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 is more evidence to my Emmanuel de Monster was written by 50 people over years. <laughs> Uh, uh, by the way, the swarm of cranium rats uh, lists uh, has certain powers listed, which include domination. Okay. <laughs> Somehow, the swarm of cranium rats, when they come together, are able to pool their psionic energy. And while individually a, sci- a cranium rat cannot really harness its psionic, psionic abilities, together they can pool and then basically cast spells. Okay. 
They are also immune to any effect that would sense their emotion, read their thoughts, or divine their locations or abilities. It says that they illuminate in a five-foot radius, so (laughs) that makes sense. And it also says that they can kind of just control regular rats. I... Uh, You look up elithids. Yeah. As I'm, like, scrolling through, scrolling through, as I'm flicking through, trying to find the the, uh, page on elithids... Uh, I think I'll, I'll, like, turn up to the rest of the party and be like, there is a chance, a small chance, that we may just be dealing with some very clever rats. <gasps> they all not. That seems crazy, I know, but open up the Emmanuel de Monster. I like to think I've opened it up to the wrong page. <laughs> Doggoth. White. <laughs> <laughs> There's a separate entry for Doggoth. <laughs> of all thine furry friends, <laughs> the Doggoth is known as the only and best friend. <laughs> <laughs> this tells me nothing. <laughs> Um, One may patteth the dog as such, and there's an illustration of how to pat a dog. And the place it's is a man with a hand going up and down. <laughs> like arrows. To there point. is no picture of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Somehow the description in the book could be describing a mimic. <laughs> yeah. Not Somehow. quite a dog. So, mind flayers, also called elithids, or thine elithids. <laughs> Who calls the fat? <gasps> Are the scourge of sentient creatures across countless worlds. Psionic tyrants, slavers, and interdimensional voyagers. They are insidious masterminds that harvest entire races for their own twisted ends. Four tentacles snake from their octopus-like heads, flexing in hungry anticipation when sentient creatures come near. Okay. They possess psionic powers that enable them to control the minds of weaker-willed creatures, or even affect the minds of smarter creatures. They live in hive mind colonies. So all elithids share like a, a hive a hive mind. Sometimes referred to as a it's a physical entity, sometimes referred to as the elder brain. Okay. They're kind of like bees almost. Well yeah, bees, but they do literally share minds. They are each individual mind flayer is its own person. Yeah. Like they do have a concept of separation. But the but it's like kind of skewiff. Yeah, it's a bit like muddled. Where mind flayers, in, as communication, would like literally talk into each other's minds. Do I think that the the existence of cranium rats sort of begats the existence of elithids, or do I think that you could just have cranium rats kind of on their own? Cranium rats are created by elithids. Hmm. These cranium rats might not, like the elithid might not be anywhere here. These cranium rats could have made their way up, but yeah. cranium rats literally need an elithid to be created. They are, uh, elithids on purpose create cranium rats. Okay. They use them as like spies, basically. Possibly, I say to the rest of the team, I assume we've found somewhere to sit at hmm. this point. Possibly we could be dealing with uh, elithids. I, I've never personally had any encounter with anything from the... From the Far Realms, what of the three of you? Zinmalin and Richard Ware, who adventured together before they met you, both mm. give you dark looks. Zinmalin says, uh, we have encountered a Mind Flayer before once. It was, um, or Mind Flayers, I should say. It is, well, the parts of it we remember are unpleasant. I'm sure. They are powerful creatures. But it would be very strange to imagine an illithid that had any understanding of divination magic. That is true. Although, didn't it say, I flip back to the cranium rat entry, 
Didn't it say that they could not be divined? Uh, the cranium rats cannot. Hmm. You look at the entry for Mind Flare, yeah. and you can see that they have no such ability. Huh. That is interesting. It also seems as though this would be a strange way if an Illithid were trying to do what Illithids try to do, which is to take over a town. It would be strange to begin by just killing people with rats. And you said there was anger behind it. Hmm. How many victims do I know there have been of rat attacks? How many victims do you know have been? So there's been Earp, Paul, and Gary. Oh, yeah, there have been maybe, uh, I would say, like, ten attacks in total. Okay. okay. If you're, like, kind of connecting all of them. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's any coherent thread through them all. Anything some of them that... have rat prints and some don't. Mm. But just trying to see if they're, like, between the people. If you're looking at it, yeah. you notice that the most public ones have rat marks. The ones that where there was the most chance of other people being there. Now oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I write down I go back to my very first entry of rats and circle it harder. Do you think it'd be worthwhile checking out the um second rat catcher? I say to the party. Or are we just gonna find more of the same? Thudu says Maybe if only to make sure they're all right. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, Thudu. Yeah, let's head there now. Right. We'll make our way to the other uh, rat catcher. On your way north, you pass through, uh, I would suppose, the Nobles' Village again, mm-hmm. that area, and the Grand Market. The Grand Market is just south of the Nobles' Village. It's a massive... It's of the three markets in Ampwick. It is the largest... And the most impressive. It's okay. big. It's very big. It it basically sprawls out. Like, to walk from one end of the Grand Market to the other would take you, in itself, an hour. Wow. Just from how thick with traffic and busy it is. Sure. You notice, though, that the Grand Market looks very shockingly still right now. There's not a lot of activity going on, and you see a lot of town guard walking about. Something amiss, I say to the town guard? Uh, the member of the town guard stutters a little bit and then says, I've been ordered not to say anything. I'm a friend of a nerd. Uh, the order sorry. comes straight from him, I'm afraid. Do you know where he is? Um, you can tell, it, t- it took you a little while of chatting with this guy, yeah. but you can tell he doesn't, he feels very uncomfortable about it, but he doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, if I look into his eyes, can I see any evidence of domination? Yeah. If the rats got to this guy? No, he, uh, you, a domination spell is very evident upon a person, and you can tell that this person has no, like, mental control exerted over him. Okay. Um, can I see anywhere in the Grand Market, like, a congregation of guards where possibly... Yeah, there's definitely... And dead might be. You can definitely see where a group of guards are trying to keep people out. Okay, I'll head over there. Two of the guards stop you. Uh, no progress through, sir, I'm afraid. Uh, we're friends Captain of a guard. Huh? Sorry? Well, <laughs> no, you go first. Uh, 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 Captain and Ned's orders. And yeah. Ed's orders. I'm fairly sure Captain and Ed would like to see me. Um, no, sir, I'm sorry. I can't let you through. I'd like to turn back to the rest of the party. Hmm. We could... Try sneaking, maybe, Zinwillen says. I turn back to the guard. And Dad's orders, were they general to everyone or specific to me? The guard looks like he's sweating bullets when he says nothing. (laughs) 
and not specific to me, then I see. <laughs> I'd like to fix him with a very dirty look. Like a look like, ooh, you fucked up. <laughs> uh, let's make that an intimidation check, then. Oh, get a good boy card. Woo! And the guard, both of the guards in your way look at each other. You, you see, they do that classic, like, you know, where they don't move their heads, yeah. just their eyes, like, look yeah, at each yeah, other. Yeah. <sighs> In a way that you, in real life, you must assume they can't actually see each other mm. when they do it. And then the guard you were talking to says, uh, just don't tell him I sent you through. I wouldn't. They step aside. All right. I'll kind of gesture with my head for everybody to follow me. In the center, about the center of the market stalls, you can see that a uh, like a couple of guards and the town coroner are kneeling over a body. Also here is the town captain, Captain Anded. Hello, Sir Grace. It's nice to see you again, he says, in a manner that you know is not (laughs) nice to see you again. I should think so. I'm trying to save this town. Yes, of course. Of course. What have we got? Well, it's another body. Strangulation, I suppose. He turns around and you can see that the coroner is slowly lifting the man onto a stretcher to take him away. And the man around his neck has like a tight red looking mark. You can see that there is red marks around his nose, in around his eyes and around his mouth and ears. I'd like to turn. Maybe you can expect the body in the corridors. Do I? It's a bit busy here. Is it? It isn't busy, but you can tell that's because the guards have cleared everyone away. Okay. I'd like to turn to Zin and Dickie and be like, um, the red marks in the neck, anything you recognize? Basically trying to subtly ask if, does this look like an illithid put its squid face on a guy? Zin Wolin, in a hushed tone, says, illithids uh, eat brains. They extract them by putting their tentacles into people's orifices. If we checked any of these people for brains, I guess we wouldn't think to. No, I haven't. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> well, now it's on my mind. <laughs> okay. The corpse is being uh, taken away. Well, I'll follow it, I say. All right. You walk behind it. Mm. Thudu and Sir Ware peel off. Thudu looks at you and says, I'll look for... And then she makes like tiny little rat yeah. gesture. I nod. Sounds good. So you and Zin Walin mm. follow the corpse with the coroner and several guards and Captain and Ed mm. back to the uh, uh, back to the city morgue. It's the it's underneath the guardhouse, basically. Cool. So in the basement of the guardhouse, there are several stretches or several uh, like tables set out for corpses, and there are a bunch of corpses here that are kind of in the middle of their autopsies. You see what looks to be probably a lot of drunks who got themselves into trouble mm-hmm. and maybe one or two suspicious-looking poisonings. Then the body of the, the person found in the market is laid out on one of the slabs and you are left alone with the city coroner and Captain Annette and Ed. Okay. <clears throat> Can you tell what the cause of death is? He says to the more, uh, to the coroner. The coroner shakes his head. It's too late now, or it's too early now. We'll have to look. At least a day it'll take me to figure this out. Got to assume strangulation, I say. That's what, well, it's good to double check, you know. This is going to be a strange thing to say, but check this one for a brain. Uh, Everyone gives you, well, everyone except Zin Malin, fixes you with a strange look. And the coroner, the coroner says, 
Elithids? Is it odd that he would even know of Elithids? Well, you would take him as a man of learning. Okay. So you would think it's not impossible that he could have read about it in a book. Cool. We got to exhaust every possibility, I say. All right, then. Mm. He gets out a pair. He gets out like a long scraping looking tool. Mm. And no, actually, mm-hmm. like he wouldn't have that sort of. He has to crack the head open to find that out. Yeah. So with a meat cleaver and a hammer, he does so. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Sure enough, when the man's head is opened, there is no brain. Okay. Alrighty. We we were on the track now. What does this mean? I'm not sure yet. You know Captain Anded knows exactly what that means. You also know when the when the head is cracked open, the city coroner looks shocked. Even Zin Willin, you feel a bit of shock. Mm. Zin Willin even looks a little shocked, just aghast, maybe even. Captain Anded shows no emotion. Suspiciously oh. so. Not only does it look like he expected this, it looks like this is just not shocking to him. I would like to, in quick as a flash, slam him up against a wall. Be like, how long have you known? The city coroner cries out in surprise. <laughs> I'd like to click at Zinwalin to hold that guy down. Zin, maybe the city coroner like eyes his eyes dart towards mm-hmm. the exit, and Zinwalin stands in the way of the exit, and like the a, a globe of acid is yeah. in her hand. All right, you shove the captain up against the wall. He's way off his, he's a half, he's way off his feet. I was thinking that I've got to go down and up. He's the size of a toddler. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's scary for a halfling. They just see a forearm coming from the sky. Not sure what you're talking about there, mate. (laughs) Not sure what I'm talking about. You know, it's really dangerous. What is? (laughs) I know it's coming. I'm just just goofing. (laughs) To be this close to someone armed. All right, and we're going to go to initiative as he draws a dagger and tries to ram it into your ribcage. Cool. Cool beans. You feel the dagger being drawn, Sir Grace. You go first. Hell yeah. Can I... Uh, I think it was a different kind of fighter. Can I disarm him? Or is it done at a... Is it, is it just Oh, uh, no, I, you can disarm him, yeah. Is it, okay, I'd like to... Feeling the dagger come out, I'd like to just slam him further into the wall in an attempt to make him drop the dagger onto the floor. Okay. You grab his hand and I think, oh, yep, no. All right. You grab his hand and you manage to wrest control of the dagger from him. Yeah. You drop the dagger and it is his turn. I'd like to, when I do that and make him drop it, be like, too fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) Get a good boy card. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That's great. When you do that. He opens his mouth and you hear it in your brain, a screeching sound. You need to make a wisdom saving, a charisma saving throw. Shit. When that happens, you feel your movements become sluggish. Anytime you, it feels like you've been drugged. Anytime you move or try to do anything, you can see like, like there's an effect of like your hand. When you move your arm. Like trails? Yeah, yeah. Like trails. It leaves weird like like images, after images behind it. You are stunned. You are treated. Basically, you can't 
you can't really act. You still get a bonus action, technically, because it, yeah. it takes every action except your bonus action from you. But you can't move. You can't take reactions or regular actions. And you can only speak faultingly. What a funny point to have an action surge. <laughs> <laughs> you let go of him. Yeah. He is free. It's Zinwa Lin's turn. Zinwa Lin, <laughs> Zinwa Lin hisses at him. Not so fast. She peppers him with magic missiles. <laughs> Good. Um, that'll be South five magic style. missiles. Fuck. Boofed him up. It's going to be rough when he is dead. <laughs> and you have to explain why. Yes, that is not going to be easy. Boof, 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 boof. Five magic missiles strike him, doing 19 points of damage and fucking up his day. He staggers backwards with each one, but with each one, you see that he, he like, keeps himself righted. He is not out of this fight, not by a long shot. That was uh, Zinmalin's turn. Grace, it's your turn. You need to make another set. Well, you have a bonus action if you can really do anything with it. I could second wind, but that's it. Yeah. You, at the end of your turn, need to make another saving throw. You're still stunned, unfortunately. A- uh, Captain Anded draws a short sword and charges at Zin Willin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait, can I... Can I... I've got so many be- good boy cards. Yeah. Well, uh, That was a up- saving throw. Yeah, after 1d6 after making a saving throw. All right. Unfortunately, you still fail. 1d8. <laughs> Let's go. Plus a d8? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you only needed one more, so you pass. Cool. You spend two good boy cards, but you... <laughs> that is at the end of your turn, unfortunately. Okay, that's fine. But now... He has to target you because if he tries to charge past you... Yeah, I'll get he, an attack um, of op. Yeah, he'll, you'll get an attack of op. So instead he targets you. You feel the first attack, actually, you manage to deflect with your gauntleted hand. It skips off your hand. You feel a knuckle break, oh, but it fuck. does not affect you. Yeah. Well, not with the adrenaline pumping through you. The second blow, however, catches you in the gut. <laughs> you, feel the sword, uh, you feel the sword pierce through your leather armor? Yeah. Yeah. Leather armor and cut you in the belly. <laughs> you take nine points of damage, so Grace. And then it is Zinwilin's turn. Zinwilin weaves a complicated spell. As she does so, she reaches into a component pouch and pulls out some dripping molasses, which Ooh. she, it, as part of the spell, consumes and then spits in the face oh. of Captain Anded. Grody. With a flourish, oh, he gets a one. This boy fails. Oh, fuck. In, when the spell finishes... You can see that that like slowing effect on Captain Anded, but it is not the feeling of you being drugged. It is Anded sl- being magically slow. Oh, fantastic! Down. His speed is halved. He takes a negative two to his AC and dexterity saving throws. He can't use his reactions on his turn. He can use an action or a bonus action, not both. And regardless of his abilities or magical items, he can't make use of more than one melee or ranged attack during his turn. If he attempts to cast a spell with an action with a, a time of one action, he needs to roll a d20 on on and on an eleven or higher. The spell doesn't take effect until his next turn. Oh man, cool. All right, good. So that was Zinwa Lin's turn. So Grace, it's your turn. I would like to non-lethal damage, whop him in the back of the head with the the butt of my spear. All right. Just trying to knock him out at this point. You take a step behind him, spin around, and then try to wall up the back of his head with the blunt end of your spear. 
unfortunately, even though, oh, actually, let me see. But he's, and it's his armor. It's just his 1D8 armor. 1d8 after making an attack roll? Sure. Uh, you spend that even then. Fuck. Oh, wait, no. Negative two to his AC. You do oh, hit him. Oh, hey, true. You do hit him once. Are you using two hands? Yes. You deal seven points of non-lethal damage to him. If I were to use my maximum amount of damage on this attack... You would have done six more points of damage. Do I reckon that would knock him out? No, he looks really hardy, even okay. with the slow spell on him. I might as well use it. All right. Yeah. So you do an extra six points of damage. You've done 32 damage in total Oof. for the man. You hear like his head crack forward and the metal helmet that he's wearing crumples inwards. But you can tell that like he's his a tough armor, nut. Yeah, his sure. armor protected him. <sighs> oh, God. It's his turn. He turns around and swings at you, but it's all in slow motion. Mm. So, Grace, you dodge it without too much effort. Then Zin Lin's turn. Has she picked up that I'm trying to hurt him non-lethally? She probably has. She, that would be very funny. Um, yeah, she does the exact same spell, <laughs> except this time she pulls out some licorice root yeah. and then swallows that and spits it on you. You begin to speed up. <laughs> Hell yeah. You are under the effect of a, uh, of a oh no, she couldn't, ca- she unfortunately couldn't cast that because uh. she spent, yeah, she spent too much Spells on other things. Oh, well. Um, That would be very funny, though. I'd be so quick. He'd be so slow. She moves in and attacks with her uh, quarterstaff, then, to deal non-lethal damage. She, uh, she unfortunately, misses. She swings and strikes him in the side, but it doesn't deal him any damage. It's your turn, Grace. I'll try and do the same again. Knock him out. You hit him twice. Fuck yeah. Go to sleep. Go to Two sleep. Two times you strike him. You're battering him around the head and body and arms. You deal 10, 16, 23 points of damage, and he goes out. <sighs> okay. A lot just happened then, Zen, but... The, uh, the coroner is gone. That is going to be a problem. Fuck. Fuck. He, what do we do? Well, he's clearly working for whoever. Whatever, yeah. The Elithids, yes. I guess. He's also the captain of the guard. There are a whole bunch of guards outside. He wasn't under any effect of mind control. No, no. I, I, I'm currently, my working theory is some kind of deal between the Elithids and maybe a certain section of the town. Maybe, maybe an ability, maybe, maybe just a certain group of people. I don't mm. know. We need to get out of here first. And we should probably, is it crazy to bring him? I don't think it's crazy. Okay, he is little. <laughs> he is very. He is petite. Um, Can we fit him in a backpack? Can we tie him up? How? If you took his armor off him, you yeah. can fit him in a backpack. I'd like to tie him up first. All right, you yeah. you bind him. Do you have? Yeah, rope? I got hemp and rope. All right, cool. You bind him up. You chuck him in your. You take his armor off. You chuck yeah. him in a backpack, and then you and Zin will in just casually leave. <clears throat> As you get to the top of the stairs, or as you're approaching the top of the stairs, one level up, so the bottom level is kind of like a, uh, the bottom level is uh, the, that big, like, the, they call it the pen yeah, here, okay. where you saw all those people where you met the captain before. Mm. Then there's upper levels, which are like barracks and stuff like that. As you're coming up the basement to the bottom level, coming from a level above, you see two guards, one of whom, and maybe more guards behind, you see one of the guards point at you and say, Halt! Right there! 
<sighs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Also, hey, D&D is fun, but if you're wishing that you could hear actual comedians joke circles around us and actually be funny, then do I have news for you. BigSoftTitty.png is a show by Demi Lardner and Tom Walker, where they, as my dad calls it, aren't as good as the TV show MASH because they never swore. So, if you like the sound of that, or if you want to know why my dad won't talk to any of my co-workers, then head on down to SansPantsRadio.com and search for BigSoftTitty.png. Zin Willin looks at you. The longer we stay here, the more likely we are to be caught. Let's lag it. All right. You get to the first level before they do, and mm-hmm. you turn right and sprint for the we're just, exit. We're just running. We're just Stop running. Stop them! Stop we're them! just running. God damn it. God as, damn it. As you're running for the exit, there are several... There's like 10 guards at the exit, and... They look confusedly between you and the guards behind you calling for you to halt. Um, uh, Zin Walin points ahead mm. of you and says, stop them! Stop <laughs> them! Fuck, that's why we got her on the team. She makes the most important deception check of her life. <laughs> oh, she does She does it with aplomb. Oh, fantastic. The, the ten guards at the door look at the door and then look at you and then they open the door oh. for you as you run oh. out. Fuck, fuck, that's incredible, Zinwell, and she deserves a good boycott, I tell you what. (laughs) All right, you're out the front door, and you start sprinting off into, you are in, uh, right now, the the Nobles Village, that's where the guard house is. Cool. You start sprinting towards, I guess, the Grand Market? Yeah, I suppose so. We sprint through the Grand Market, maybe we can... You are much better. You are a much better athlete than Zin Wulin. She is falling way behind you, but she is 
and she's got the speed of an elf. She yeah. is running faster than the the people chasing okay. you. Okay, I, t- I think she'll be okay. Yeah, Zinwalin calls out to you. Split up. Okay, we'll, we stand a better chance that way. Yep, I just I give her like a hand gesture to indicate that I understand, and I'm going to start heading towards Castle Pier. All right, you are. Yeah, you're legging it really well. You lose your tail, or you lose the guards chasing you. Then maybe you were heading south just to just to throw them off because ultimately you want to head west. Yeah. So when you lose sight of them, you head west towards Castle Pier. Cool. All right. So uh, uh, I get, yeah, I'm gonna head toward the uh, the uh, Gnomish Training Company building. All right. The one that's under construction. You approach the gnome. It's nearly sunset. Oh no, yeah. it'd be after sunset by yeah. now. So as the as the last light in the sky dies out. And as uh, workmen are going around lighting up the lanterns in yeah. town, you approach the... the, the Does the it seem moment. occupied? It, there's no workmen here, but there is a light on inside the building, inside the walls. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess that's where the gnomes will be. Um, uh, can I peer through a window? You would... So there's like a perimeter wall, mm. basically. You can get inside because the wall isn't finished. You can get inside yeah. by kind of like climbing over an unfinished section. Sure. But the actual gate is closed. Okay. So I won't be able to get in. You could get in without too much trouble. Oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. I'll like clamber over. Yeah. And see if I can. Yeah. Without too much trouble, you clamber into the perimeter. Yeah. As you're doing so, a, a member of the town guard says, Hail, who is there? It is I. Sir Grace. Oh, is everything okay, sir? Everything seems fine. I'm just uh, coming to check this place You're out like again. On the wall, yeah. saying this. I'm just checking this place out again. I thought I heard a noise. Oh, you need a hand? If you could help me down, that'd be great. Oh, he's on the wrong side. He's on like the side that you were climbing from. Oh, if you could heft me over, that'd be great. Yeah, of course. He gives you a leg up. Much appreciated. Give him a little salute and flomp down onto the other side. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Quiet as a mouse, I'll sneak up to the building and have a look in. Stealth is not your forte. It sure isn't. But luckily, circumstance favors you. Where you have found yourself on this side has yeah. a lot of construction equipment and bricks and stuff. And so there is plenty opportunity for you to hide. You get to the building without being okay. seen. Okay. There's a, a large double glazed window right in front of you that you can see through into like an office. Okay, I'll, uh, I feel like popping my big head in <laughs> and having a look is going to be, uh, but I want to have a see what's in. I want to see what's inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll peek in the window. You take your helmet off mm. and peer through the window inside. You see a gnome. He's facing away from you and he's writing at a desk. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, nothing. Obviously, the matter. I just, I just know. I get out my journal that five weeks ago, gnomish vessels started arriving, and one month ago, this all started going down. It's got to be somehow related, or it's a red herring. But in my backpack, I guess I have the answer to that. I would like to get maybe just walk to the gate where mm-hmm. and be to the guard, be like, "It was a false alarm. Don't worry about it." Could you? Let uh, me out. Oh no, this guy. This is just a town guard. Oh this right, he doesn't a have a. He's he probably doesn't... actually gone walking off in his. Patrol. Oh well, I'll clamber back over then. All right, and I will try to head to head to like a the Castle Pier docks. Do I think I'll be able to find an abandoned building in there? Not at Castle Pier. It's the nicest one. Mm-hmm. They'll probably mostly be occupied. If you were at Dry Rust or at uh, uh, Kelsey Dock, 
Well, maybe I'll head to Kelsey Doc then. At Kelsey Doc, you can find, well, kind of anything you want, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking for a sort of like maybe a, an abandoned warehouse mm-hmm. that I can go in and take Andad out ah, of my... Get yeah. a good boy card. You find exactly what you're looking for. Fantastic. A very nondescript building that is itself part of some very imposing looking buildings. And there's like... There's like a guard patrol nearby, so you don't think anyone's going to be breaking in anytime soon. Okay, I'll get in there and I will open my pack and let Andad drop to the floor. When he drops... Oh, no, he'd still be unconscious. Okay. Um, it's properly night by now. Cool. Can I check his body for, like, marks or anything? Uh, where are you inspecting first? Neck and then chest and eyes, maybe. Around his neck... You don't really find any marking on his chest. Still no marking as well. And then where did you say? Eyes. Around his eyes, you can see like reddish. No, actually, you wouldn't see any around his eyes. No. But while you're inspecting his eyes, you do see that his ears look red and inflamed. Oh, okay. Okay. I like prop him up and I'd like to just almost start talking to myself. So whatever it was. It's been going within people's orifices to get the brains out, sure. But it's pretty clear that Andad's brain is still here. So maybe it's using one of its tentacles and putting that in his ears to addle his brain somewhat or or communicate with him, perhaps. Although I can't imagine what, unless... I'd like to start like in the dust on the floor, mapping something out. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Ampwick, maybe it's political. Maybe the Elithids are giving them some kind of power or offering them some kind of power so that they don't have to fall under Cantonese rule or, or, or Blue Beach's rule. They can remain as they were. <sighs> Captain and Dead leans forward in his unconscious state and you hear you his mouth opens and he makes that noise and then his ear begins to move and then swell and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you notice something protruding out of the ear it is like he is giving birth to a purple slimy ball out of his ear. I would like to aim my spear, I guess, at the side of his head. Preceding the slimy ball is green slime of some sort. It falls onto the ground like... And then this ball keeps keeps coming and coming and coming until it looks like his entire head must have been made up of just this ball. And then with a wet... It flops onto the ground. It looks vaguely like a tadpole. And then it begins to, like a worm might, slither towards you. I would like to impale it, please. Well, uh, uh, are you going to need to make a quick saving throw on that? Okay. All right. You fail your saving throw. Uh Uh-oh. So. Oh, God, don't let it go in me. You are stunned again. Oh, no. It continues to slither Wait, advantage you. on a saving throw. All right. Please, good boy card. You pass. Oh, thank God. Oh, fuck. You have one round before that happens again. What do you want to do? I would like to impale it like you might a fish. You drive 
your spear. You drive Cinder into the strange tadpole creature, and one point of damage is enough. Okay. You twist it, jerk, and the creature dies on the end of Cinder. What the fuck? What the fuck? Captain and Ed's body slumps forwards. You can see through his open, distorted ear into his empty skull. All right. Um, I'd like to go. Does it seem in? I know I've stabbed it, but does it seem seem inert? Yeah, yeah. It it definitely look. It definitely looks dead. Okay. Uh, I'd like to go and pick it up. All right. So it really only has one object. That is what there's no like yeah. there's no hands, legs, head here. Yeah. There is slug creature. Okay. Turning it over, it's grey and awful looking. Let me try and find you. I actually might be able to find you a picture. Oh, oh, that's much smaller than I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 it's cool, cool. It's not very big. It's maybe the size or dimensions of yeah, a like grain a... of sand. No. <laughs> no, like God, a like a banana tiny. slug, like a real slug. Yeah, yeah, like okay. a banana slug. All right, oh, that's going to be harder. To... Okay, that's okay. Uh, can I pick up the the good sergeant? <laughs> you pick up that good sergeant. Okay. Well, I mean, I have evidence. Do, will people know? Well, whatever. Uh, 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 you, you're not 100% sure what it is. But I can make the, the logical conclusion that it was in some way addling him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been around easily. the block enough at this point. Well, Zin can explain it to the people. I would like to try to reconvene. Leave the dock and try to reconvene. Okay. People need to know that the the, the captain of the guard was... Uh, sl- he was yerked, as it were. All right. So, do you want to go and find the the tavern that you were all staying at? Yeah, well, that was our kind of meeting place, so yeah. All right. Are you making any effort as you head towards the Axe of Lightning to be stealthy? Well, here's my thinking, is that mm. I I have proof, so possibly not. I'm, okay. I would like to be, you know, not, I'm not just dragging and dead by, like, his head or whatever. Are you taking the corpse with you? Yeah, well, I've got to show people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Highs or lows? Highs. Okay, at the first gate, you are stopped by the guard. Mm. They they seem a bit sheepish, but one of the two soldiers, not soldiers, sorry, one of the two city watch yeah. watchmen says, I'm I'm so sorry, sir, but you have to come with us. That's totally, I totally understand. I, I have grave news. You're taken back to the, the guardhouse. Sure. And... Uh, yeah, it's kind of just a, it's a very public building. So <laughs> everyone sees you. Maybe as we're going, I'll be like, do you have a shroud to cover and dead in? Yes. Some, something we can hide they, his body they, with? The corpse is taken from you. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. There, maybe there's also a moment where one of the guard has like a set of manacles or picks up a set of manacles, looks at you, doesn't say anything, and then puts the manacles <laughs> down. <laughs> All right. You're brought into the guard house. And in the guardhouse, there are three people. Lady Anel, mm-hmm. there is Zinwa Lin, who is looking quite sorry and worse for wear. Sure. She's got like a big shiner on mm. one eye and she does have manacles like to on. raise my eyebrows as we walk past like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And you also spot a, a female human. Okay. She's wearing the, the guard or the same robes as the regular guard. Mm-hmm. You... I think you might know her, but you can't place her face. Cool. You just assume, maybe you assume she's someone who worked for Captain Anded. Yeah, sure. No worries. Uh, she's uh, has red hair and amber eyes. 
She looks shockingly similar to Lady Anel, but it, it probably is just a coincidence. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> As you walk up, Lady Anel rushes towards you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't embrace you, but you can see that for a moment There's she a wants desire to. to yeah. Sure. What what happened? She I, says. I have very grave news. This might go deeper than we first thought. Everybody gather round. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can I just say, wow. <laughs> All right. So. He's brimming with confidence, baby. Fuck. I guess just. <sighs> um, You know what? I'm going to make that roll with advantage as well. Thank you. It didn't help you. Though. Oh, that's a shame. The the woman who looks like Lady Anel steps forward. She has just a very grim expression. And she says, you can explain it in Maybe a more private setting, she says. I'd like to, like, not not bow, that's a bit formal, but, like, of course. She's not royalty, you don't need to bow. Well, I, I just wanted, not, you know, to be like, I get it. Like, that's, <laughs> you know what, totally fair. There's There are quite a, quite a lot of onlookers. People mm. are staring at you from the scaffolding above. Everything's kind of slowed down or stopped in the guardhouse as everyone just kind of has a gawk. For sure. You are led away into a smaller private room. It might actually be a cell, to be yeah. honest. A holding cell that is presumably used for to hold wizards. As soon as you enter the room, you can feel like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up for a moment as you feel and you feel yourself entering a zone of anti-magic. Sure. Sitting down there, they lay out Captain and Ed's body on the, the cot in the in the prison. Mm-hmm. And the woman who introduces herself as Lieutenant Line, she asks you to explain it yourself. I'd like to open, maybe I had my hand closed and I open it to reveal the slug. So I suspected that Captain Undead was in some way addled uh, or ensorcelled by whatever is occurring in this city. And so I did my best to confront him about it, unfortunately. That ended in, uh, well, fighting. I did my best to flee so that perhaps I could investigate this further somewhere safer. And it was at that point that from the the body of Captain Undead, this creature crawled out, leaving him, well, largely hollow. You can check his skull. I believe that maybe not just Undead, but several people within the town may also be in some way um, addled or, 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 or corrupted by this Parasite. All right. So, first off, get a good boy card. Yeah. Actually, get two good boy cards. One was for rolling a 20. Another is for, like, a breakthrough in the case. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it. So, you explain yourself to uh, Lieutenant Line, and she nods. She seems very, very, like, receptive and understanding. When you finally finish, Mm. Zinwalin, who's also been taken in here with you, pipes up and says, "I, I think I know what that is. Fabulous. That's why I brought it back. Also, could we please uncuff my friend here? She's innocent. Lieutenant Line waves a hand and a guard uncuffs Zinwalin. Very well. We will inspect the corpse. You are uh, obviously, obviously, if you are still amicable to us, we would of still course. appreciate your help. Perhaps you can work with the coroner, even. I know. I, um, I would beg, please. Uh, Madam, Madam Willin. <laughs> no, it's one word. <laughs> Madam Zinwillin, please. What is this beast? Zinwillin says it's a, a creature. It's a. It's it's sometimes referred to as an illithid 
tadpole, a I brain slug. Crack open my lady's slipper journal and begin writing. They're they're part of a process, typically a process called ceramorphous. Ceramorphous. Uh huh. The creatures, mind flayers, elithids, they don't reproduce like a regular species. What what they do instead is one of them or a creature among them might lay eggs that hatch into these tadpoles. And then these these little tadpole creatures, they are inserted into the the nose, mouth, or ears of a person where they consume the brain and attach themselves to the brain stem, becoming the creature's brain. Would we, Zen, be able to see if this had been done? We have a lot of bodies in the morgue. It would be very apparent if it had okay. been done. I, I would think that we would not recognize them as humans. The process of ceramorphous is, is um, well, it's drastic. You do not remain a human. I am surprised Captain Ander did. You're saying this came out of his head? Yeah. It would only come out of his head, my understanding is, if, if, it were, if, they were, if he were being converted. If he were being converted, he would be in no state to interact. Mm. Maybe it was fresh in his head? If it had been put in within the last... No, it's not really how it works. Not to my knowledge. What mm. does the book say? I, yeah, I, 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 maybe I, in my head I was like, I should open the um, uh, Emmanuel de Monster, but then I'm like, but Zin Willin will explain it so much more clearly. Mm. <laughs> All right, out of maybe I, like a, you know, my pack or whatever, I'll, I'll open up the book and flick it open in my hand. All right. What okay. Are you, what are you looking up? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you looking up a lithid? Are you looking up mind flayer? I'm sorry, I for a lithid. M for mind flayer. T for tadpole. T for tadpole. B for brain tadpole, <laughs> C for ceramorphous. Sometimes, instead of an animal, you might need to look up the process. I'm going to take a stab and go T for tadpole. T for tadpole? All right. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. Under T for tadpole, it lists tadpole, comma, common. <laughs> tadpole, comma, swarm. <laughs> Tadpole, comma, brain slug. Oh, fa- oh, fantastic! I, I'd like to not that much emotion, but like look up to everybody briefly and, and conveying with my face how happy I am, how quickly that went, and look up the entry for tadpole mind flayer. Thine tadpoleth groweth upon as it devours a humanoid or esque skull <laughs> and brain and such. Attaching itself or thine self upon the brainstem of thy humanoid, humanoid-like or other, <laughs> the cranium becomes filled, and over the course of one week or month, or typically a week, <laughs> <laughs> thine humanoid, humanoid-esque, humanoid-like creature or elf. <laughs> Oh, that's good. This body changes form. <laughs> <laughs> and a newest mind flayer slash lithid and or like creature cometh into being. The emergent mindeth flayer, lithideth or other, often retaineth a dim view or memory. <laughs> or memories. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> from his previous life. These are vague, however, recollections and seldometh 
will ever have a bearing on the new life of the brain-eating monster. <laughs> it has been uh. known sometimes that a creature that a, a lithid, a mind flayer, if thine will, <laughs> those of who had spawned the tadpole nonetheless, <laughs> may transform or transfigure or transmogrify. <laughs> 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 Their tadpole spawn into a similar looking but distinguishable creature that instead thine they would use to infect and host upon and sup and eat <laughs> the brain and then take control of the body of the creature without a thank for myth. <laughs> Don't ask me how it's spelt. <laughs> so is that saying that sometimes the tadpole itself will become a creature? No, it's saying that the tadpole can be converted into... It's, it basically forms the same process, but instead of transforming the creature, it takes control of the creature. Okay, cool. All right. <clears throat> this is typically done <laughs> on an illithid that has ventured far from its home compound or place of worship. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says in brackets, though illithids don't worship. <laughs> you just know that that part was written after the first part by a fifth person. Such illithids, as said previously, may be home far from or wandering of. <laughs> <laughs> they are often considered... As as the scholar quotes, <laughs> lonely. <laughs> oh my god! And may be outcasts. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you need me to explain what I just? <laughs> no, said? No, I think I understood. So right, cool. basically, I'll say this to the group because I, I, you know, currently I have no reason to believe that anybody here is adult as well. It seems like with what you said, Zen, and with what Emmanuel de Monster tried to convey is that we're dealing with possibly a single lone illithid, maybe somebody lost or, 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 or outcast, s- separated, outcast from the rest of the, the illithids. Um, I'm reading here in Emmanuel de Monster's in that sometimes one of these brain slugs can, instead of transforming somebody, just take them over. So possibly... Um, but why would it be trying to take over people? I still don't know what its ultimate goal is. Surely if it's lonely, maybe you would try to start a kind of new brood or, an, or, 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 or a new group of Elithids. Zinwalin says, mm. well, if we are dealing with a mind flayer, then we understand why we have been finding people yes. sans brain. Yes. They feed upon brains as we might feed upon apples. Meat, yes, or such. So that explains some of the dead. Yeah. It explains, obviously, what happened to Captain and Ed. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right. It does not explain why it hasn't been trying to convert or change anyone that we've seen. At yeah, least. yeah, that's true. Or, or where it came from as well. Mm, yes, I, true. I, I, maybe to, um, what was her name? Sorry, the new lady? The Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Line. Lieutenant Line. So, Lieutenant Line, um, the... This all began about one month ago. Can you recall anything, I, I don't know, anything notable that happened a month ago? If, I mean, obviously I'm not asking for something as dramatic as a portal from one of the far planes <laughs> opening and nobody questioning it. But yeah, has, can you recall anything? Yes. I would say uh, anything notable. 
Well, that was when the Gnomish Merchant Company bought, broke ground and started yeah. construction. Yeah, that was the only major down. event that I am aware of. Maybe it's worth... Is there a, is there a, uh, I don't know, a, I know there's the building that they're constructing, the, mm. the Gnomish Trading Company, but is there a somebody in charge of that that it might be worthwhile talking to? Yes. You can speak with Eris Arell. Eris Arell. Eris Arell works in the dock ward. She's a, a priest. She works pretty closely with the gnomes, unless you wanted to speak to the gnomes themselves. I'm just trying to get a picture of where... Where the, this Eleuthid might have come from. Without speaking with the gnomes themselves, Eris Arel is probably your, should be your first port of call. Okay. She is the harbour master, basically. Well, what, what time is it? Is it worthwhile me probably maybe heading back to the HQ and touching base with the rest of the After all companions? of this commotion, the sun is definitely getting low. All right, well, that'll be tomorrow's job. Until then, it has been a very exhausting day. All right. I'm sorry that it has to be marred by such tragedy. Zin, shall we? Zin Willen gets up, dusts herself off, and you can see with like a haughty expression, she leaves the guardhouse. Classic Zin. As we leave, I'd be like, mystery's heating up, Zin. It's getting pretty exciting. Zin Willen nods. Yes, it definitely has an aura of, uh, of adventure and excitement. I can feel my blood flowing finally. Same. It's, it's taken a bit to, to come in, but I'm feeling it now. So, Grace, huh? Lady Anel calls to you before you leave. Maybe I don't respond to something. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey? Uh, I turn around. Uh, um, excuse me a second, Zen. Um, yes? She moves in close. Once again, you can see that she wants to embrace you, but she's keeping herself restrained in this public setting. Yeah. She clutches your hands in her hands, and you feel her pass something into your hands. Okay. I, I take it. Uh, please, be careful. I will. I take it and head back to Zen. Mm. Mm. I like to open it up, maybe like just like down by my side, have a peek in my hand. It's a tiny glass rose. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Oh, and so delicate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my big clumsy hands. <laughs> maybe I'll put it somewhere as safely as I can. You know that the white rose is the symbol of Lady Anel's house. Okay. Your passive perception is not high enough to note something else. That's a shame. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll come up later. Oh, I'm sure, but uh, it's good to write, it's good to jot down. Okay. You catch up to Zinwillen. Mm, cool. I, I'll delicately secrete that somewhere on my body. It's on a, oh, I should say, oh, sorry, it's, it's on, on a, a chain? fine chain. Oh, yeah. then I hang that around my neck. So you catch up to Zinwillen. She mm-hmm. looks at you and raises an eyebrow. What was that about? Just a, you know, a, a concerned member of nobility. <laughs> Zinmalin turns around and asks no further questions. <laughs> I say that with the, exactly the same tone I said it then. <laughs> Will this gift from Lady Anel keep Sir Grace safe? Find out next time on Fall from Grace Part 2, The City. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows on the Sandspans Radio Network, just head to sandspansradio.com and consider joining the Sandspans Plus community. There's over 20 bonus shows, a Sandspans Plus Discord, exclusive video content, and discounts on merch. Just head to sandspansradio.com and follow the links. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sanspans Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.